Hey everyone, due to some technical difficulties, the version of today's episode that you'll be listening to is the mostly edited version of the episode. (laughs) While I was in the process of editing, I tried some things to make different parts sound better, and you'll notice this when you hear it. It did not go as planned. But as I was trying to fix those things, I somehow magically deleted all of Colin's audio. I (laughs) So... To avoid only listening to one of us talk and getting only half the conversation, you're going to be getting the not-quite-fixed version of today's episode. So, hope you enjoy it. She's like, just kill people. You'll get level experience that way. He's like, no, I can't do that. I can't kill people. I don't know. I don't, I don't do that. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm Colin. And I'm John, and we are your hosts today. Today, (laughs) we are going to be talking about the movie Free Guy, which came out a couple of months ago in theaters and has very recently been released on DVD as well. John, if you were to give a brief synopsis, a non-spoilery summary review... What would what would you what would you say about this movie? A non-spoiler summary review. Okay, I was thinking about this before because I knew that we were going to talk about it, and I could not come up with anything easily. This movie does not lend itself to a one-sentence summary. I feel like, but that's okay. Here we go. Man who's not really a man likes a girl who is really a girl. That's huh. all I'm going to say. We're going to go with that. Nice. What do you got? I was all set, and then I remembered the non-spoilery part of this. Yeah, that's the important part. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, character in game learns. I like that one. Character in game learns. I think our two sentences together make a really good descriptor of what this movie is about. That's Teamwork. about as far as we're going to get without spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie, this is your spoiler warning because the next X amount of time will be spoilers. Spoilers from here on out. Yeah. Because that's what we do here. That being said, if you want to stick around and just listen to us just talk about a movie that you haven't seen, cool. By all means. Pull up a chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Colin, what were your initial thoughts on Free Guy? So, not that I was against seeing this movie, but when I saw trailers for this movie in theaters, I didn't really have that much interest in seeing it there. Okay. But after watching it, I thought it was fun. It is it is a really good zero-substance popcorn movie. Okay, cool. Like, not that's not a negative review. That It's just... It's a very good sit down and enjoy a light comedy kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't make you think too, too hard. It gives you everything nope. that you need right there in the movie. Yep, it doesn't make you feel emotions too hard. You know, it just, hey, this is a fun movie. Have fun with it. Yeah. What about you, John? What were your initial thoughts when you heard about, saw this movie? So I also wasn't super sure about going and seeing this movie. I was like, I mean, it looks like it could be fun, but also not super important to me but I was like but Ryan Reynolds is in it 
and I love Ryan Reynolds just as an actor and as a person. So I was like, I'll go see it mainly for him, if nothing else. And I mean, it is Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. And so I was like, all right, I'll go. And I really, really enjoyed this movie. I saw it in theaters and I also watched it at home more recently. So I've seen it twice, but both times I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have very little complaint about this movie. I just think it's fun. Like you said, it is really fun. It's pretty lighthearted overall. That's kind of the point of it though. It's not supposed to be super heavy. It's not supposed to make you think too hard, which honestly is kind of what I really like about it. It's nice and easy to go through, but there's some romance, there's some action, there's some like sad moments, but not to the point where you're like sobbing. So it's kind of, it's got a a lot of things that I really enjoy. Plus video games. I love video games. So I'm in on that. I'm here for it. So Colin, why don't we just head right in? Why don't we get started with it? All right, so we are introduced to Free City, which is quite the video game world. It really is. And the first note that I have is it's been two minutes, and I already feel bad for everything I've ever done in a video game. And I don't know if that was the intent of the editor or of the writers of this movie to have that lesson be the prominent theme in the first two minutes as it is explored (laughs) In depth later on. <laughs> but all yeah. I could do is think about playing Watch Dogs 2 or Hitman or Grand Theft Auto or any of those games and thinking about all the terrible things that I've done to NPCs in those games. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Free City is a very GTA-centered themed kind of game. It's very open world and you can be either like a good guy or a bad guy, but most of the people in it are not really good guys because that's not the fun way to play a video game and it does do a really good job of making you feel bad for being that kind of character when you play a video game that's kind of the point which we'll get to later like colin said so that's pretty cool but we meet in this world of free city we meet guy and guy is an npc or a non-player character for you non-video game folk and that means that he is not someone that you would care about in any video game you play really But this movie is all about Guy. Guy is a bank teller in this video game. He works with his best friend who is a security guard. His name's Buddy. Surprise, surprise. He's a friend of Guy and his name's Buddy. Perfect. (laughs) Names are hard. It does work. (laughs) So we meet them and we just see them going about their daily life of going getting coffee. They get the same coffee order every day. They walk down the street. They see their one friend who works in a shop get thrown out of a window. He does the same thing every day. They're like, oh, man, lots of glass. He's like, yeah, it's another day. But they love their lives. They just love it. It's what they do. It's what they're comfortable with. Yeah. And one thing that I was a little curious about when I was watching this movie, I haven't really done any research because I only just finished watching it a couple of hours ago. I wonder how much of the effects in this movie were done practical versus computer graphics. Because obviously with it being a video game and it being video game aesthetic, Yeah. Besides it having a video game aesthetic, I'm not sure, you know, like the guy jumping through the glass, that looked like a full-on typical stunt that you see, you know, in a blockbuster movie Mm -hmm. of someone jumping through a pane of glass. And there are a whole bunch of other things that happen in this movie stunt-wise with cars and explosions that it looked like some of it could definitely be done practical. Biscuit is making himself very known, by the way. Biscuit is my one-year-old cat, and he very much so wants attention right now. Sorry, can you remind me of what I was saying before I got rudely interrupted? 
Yeah, you aren't sure what's real and what's not in terms oh, of effect. Oh, yeah. It looked like a lot of the stunt work could actually be done practically with computer graphics and things thrown over top, which I think is great. It looks fantastic. And even if it is a little cartoony in nature, the fact that this is all taking place in a video game, it works. Oh, yeah. The not quite not quite realistic physics, not quite, you know, th- where things don't quite line up as to like, oh, this thing just blew up and a tank just drew- drove over a car, but the car doesn't look quite right afterward. Okay, it's a video game. It's not going to look right. Yeah. Actually, in an interview, Sean Levy, the director, was saying, he was like, it was almost kind of hard to direct a movie like this because they could literally do whatever they wanted. They didn't have limits because it was a video game. So physics didn't need to be real. Physics didn't need to obey the laws of Earth. And they could kind of just go crazy and try things, which is really cool. I do think that there was a good balance of real effects and CG effects. I know they used a lot of green screen in this movie, but they also used a lot of real stuff in it. So I would think that that window was a real window, personally. Yeah. Of the things that I think were not real, that is not one of them. So I think that's actually cool. That's a really good point you make, though. And then as Guy's walking around, he sees the love of his life and instantly knows, yep, got to be with her, and starts kind of breaking his daily routine, to which there is a regular scheduled event of a bank robbery, and rather than just kind of lay low, let it happen around him, he decides to step up and try and talk to the bank robbers yeah so one thing in free city is all of the playable characters wear sunglasses they are often referred to by the npcs in this world as sunglass people because that's what they know them as the no npc has sunglasses if you have glasses you are a playable character you can level up you see the game through the eyes of a player versus an npc so What happens in this bank scene is Guy walks up to the bank robber and is like, Hi, can I just borrow your glasses? Because there's this girl I like, and I want to talk to her, but I need glasses to do that. So the bank robber's like, No, I'm not going to give you my glasses, person who shouldn't be talking to me, because that's not a part of this mission that I'm on. And at some point throughout this whole mess, Guy ends up killing this playable character. This NPC kills this playable character, takes his sunglasses, and goes out into... The world of Free City puts the glasses on and freaks out. Because... Yeah, I don't know about you, but that, uh... If, if I had that interaction happen in a video game, I would probably unplug my computer and move out into the woods and adapt a sheltered hermit life. Oh, I would be terrified. On the other side of that, if I were Guy in that situation, who has only known the same day over and over again and I decided to do this, but I killed a man in the process. Because <laughs> I don't know that my world's not real. I just killed this guy. I'd be freaking out as him, too, but he was very calm about it. He was like, thanks, yeah. I'm just going to borrow these. He's just sleeping. He's just he's just taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> in I... deep denial. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But because this happens, the people on the outside world who work for the studio who created this game, Tsunami Games is the name of this studio. We meet Keys, who is one of the tech support guys who works for Tsunami Studios, and he's like, there's a hacker in here or something because of this glitch or whatever. This shouldn't happen, so what do we do? So he and his friend, Mouser, go into the game as characters because they can do that. They work for the company, and they try to ban him from the game. They 
do not succeed because Guy cannot be banned from the world that he lives in. But they don't know that. And they get very confused, but they end up killing him. So they think he's gone. Lo and behold, Guy wakes up the next morning, ready to start his day all over again. It's a slightly brutal, morbid movie, but in like a silly, funny video game way. So he wakes up and says hi to his goldfish, Goldie. And... Oh, yeah. Now, as soon as I saw the goldfish in like daily routine and montages that happened later on in the movie, that he became my primary concern, or she, they became my primary concern character for the rest of the movie. Yeah, Goldie did? Nice. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. I'm glad you have your priorities. That's awesome. Uh, So we meet the girl who is playing the player character that Guy is talking to, and the note that I have written is, ah, the plot, because she just starts spewing out about this random lawsuit that she has against this game studio and that she's in the game looking for a thing to a barista that does not care. She's closing. She wants to go home. Yep. And I feel bad for the both of them. Yeah. I do too. On on one hand the barista is like you can tell that she's done for the day. She she wants to go home. And on the other hand, Millie is just looking for someone to talk to and it seems like she needs to vent a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of rough on both sides, but that's okay. Oh, here's my note saying nothing better happened to that goldfish. Ah, okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So in one of the next scenes, we go back to Tsunami Games, and we get to meet the owner of Tsunami Games, the leader, whose name is Antoine, and he's played by none other than Taika Watiti. I love Taika Watiti. I'm just being honest. I think he's awesome. Um, he's a great director. I think he's a really fun actor as well. So I think it's so cool that he gets to be in this movie as an actor instead of a director because it's not something he does a whole lot. So that's pretty cool. It looks like he's having a whole lot of fun while he's doing it too. Everybody in this movie looks like they're just having fun. Yeah, which is so cool. But Antoine is kind of a jerk. (laughs) Antoine's not the nicest guy. (laughs) No, Or, or the smartest. Or the smartest. Yeah, so you mentioned before a lawsuit that Millie is putting in against tsunami games and that lawsuit is because she believes that antoine stole her code of a video game that her and keys made together and has it either stored somewhere or is using it for something else so that's what this lawsuit is about which is like one of the underlying plots of the whole movie is that she's trying to just figure that out and sue antoine which for a movie of this style is a bit kind of mature yeah. Like, like I was not expecting that. I was expecting way more of this to be a, a kid-friendly movie with, you know, swearing thrown in mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit of violence. I wasn't expecting, hey, here's a legal case and <laughs> things yeah. relating to it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of interesting that they threw it in there, though. So then we get to see Millie back in the video game because she has a clue on where she can find the information she needs, which is through video of a secret level that has information about her old video game. And she is going to this person's like stash house in Free City. And Guy follows her around and runs into her outside of this stash house and kind of blows her cover there. So she takes him back to her stash house. And I love the scene where this happens once they're inside of her stash house because Guy has no idea about anything video game related whatsoever because he doesn't know that he's in a video game. He thinks that this is just the real world. So Millie is talking to him with all of these different video game slang words and he's like taking it like it's actual conversation. 
and he has no clue what's going on. And basically, she says, leave me alone until you become a high enough level that you can actually be of use to me. So he's like, what level would that be? And she says, level 100. And he's like, oh, what level am I now? And she shows him that he's just level one. So he's got to figure out how to level up. And she's like, just kill people. You'll get level experience that way. He's like, no, I can't do that. I can't kill people. I don't know. I don't, I don't do that. Well, she's like, okay, well, you can go about it a way that no one's ever done before and be a good guy and steal guns from bad guys and just stop them from committing crime. So that's what guy well, decides unlike, to unlike do. The, unlike the guy that he killed earlier in the bank who's just sleeping. Yeah, well, that then clearly, again, that wasn't his goal, I don't think. So, you know, it's fine. It happens. A little bit of denial going on. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> so guy just starts being a good guy and yeah. takes the world by storm. What a sequence this is, man. <laughs> what a sequence of him just being the good guy. And the world thinks that he is an actual player in this world, not an NPC. They just think that he has a skin of an NPC, which technically isn't allowed. But they just call him Blue Shirt Guy. Because if you haven't seen the movie, Guy is known for wearing a blue shirt and a tie. This is being broadcast on multiple news stations around the world, streamed on TVs at restaurants, bars. There is a kid in uh, an Asian country who decides that he's going to cosplay as Guy. Streamers are very invested. I can't tell if these streamers are actors because I'm not, I don't watch a whole lot of streaming content. Oh, I, I would no. assume that these people are. No, all of these streamers are legit no? streamers. They are people okay. like ninjas in this movie. I honestly also don't know a lot of streamers, but... They're all real streamers, and they got them to record their parts for this movie, which I think is so cool that they included so many different cameos of people just to have them be literally like who they would be in the real world. There are quite a few cameos in this movie. Very cool. We'll some of them later, too. But the fact that the first scene of the movie is of Channing Tatum surprised me because I did not expect to see Channing Tatum in this movie because he's not mentioned at all. So I thought that was really cool, too. I was like, Channing Tatum, what? (laughs) Since when? And we later see him again. But just, I thought that was really funny. I don't know where I was going to go next. Anyway, we see this montage of Guy leveling up. And it's taking the world by storm. And everyone's like, man, we should be more like Blue Shirt Guy. I've never thought about these NPCs. I've always just killed NPCs like they were nothing. And one of the lines that one of the people says is like, I went out of my way to kill every NPC I could see when I was playing a game sometimes just because it's fun. And now, now I feel really bad about it. (laughs) Something like that. And one thing about this movie is that, well, those lines are fun. I have a hard time believing all of those people would be saying those things like that. Not to say that that pulled me out of it a little bit, but watching it, I was like, hmm, hmm, okay. (laughs) Well, sure, that's true. Maybe, I mean, maybe the streamers would because, like, that is their life and, like, how they make their money I mean, and if everything. The, if, the but... whole wor- if the whole world is broadcasting things about an online video game, then maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't think any major news station is going to be like, this one person in GTA Five did not go to any strip clubs or something like that. Like, ooh, yeah. he's a good guy. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't see that happening in real life either. But again, the point of this movie is not to be realistic. I feel like even in the real world setting, it's not super, super realistic. It's got a lot of real world qualities because it is the real world. But overall, it is just a 
goofy movie. And at this, during this montage, he's also speaking to other characters in different ways than he normally would outside of that routine that he had been currently living. And it starts affecting them in almost like a Pleasantville kind of way. And this movie actually reminded me a lot of Pleasantville with some of the scenes that they decided to use. And I don't know if it's homage, I don't know if it's straight up stealing, though I'd like to think of it as a good intentioned reference. So okay. homage. Especially when the characters start thinking about things that they want to do outside of the routines that they've been doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like the barista, who, rather than making a cappuccino, because she's terrified by the prospect of that, wants to make a difference in the world. And also cappuccinos. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is really, really funny and really interesting. Yeah. At some point, Guy makes it to level 100, and he goes back and mm-hmm. he finds Molotov Girl, played by Millie, and is like, all right, I'm going to help, because Millie is now trying to break into this safe house, this stash house, once again. But she first called up Keys to try and help her get into this stash house because she can't do it without, like, the hacking expertise that Keys has. So he gets her in there, and she grabs the clip of whatever she needs for this lawsuit to work. But because she does that, the security of the stash house in the video game goes off, and there's, like, multiple spawn points for enemies just appearing all at once. And she's like, I am screwed. And in that moment is when Guy drives a motorcycle through a window into the stash house and helps her not die, which I think is just super fun because it's a video game and that can totally happen in a video game. (laughs) Yeah, and this style of performance and role for Ryan Reynolds is like Hugh Jackman being told, hey, you're a stage performer in a movie. Like, it's just the role that they enjoy playing and obviously have a great time playing and kind of the role that's built for them. Yeah, definitely. What I thought was really cool about this scene, and I'm sure other scenes as well, but this one is one that I did see some information on, is that Jodie Comer, who plays Millie slash Molotov Girl, actually did most of, if not all, of her own stunts in this scene in the really? stash house. She did. Awesome. She learned all the all the fight choreography, and she did it herself. And for those of you who don't know who Jodie Comer is, this was like her first big, big role in a movie. She had never done any movie before with green screen effect. And this movie had a lot of green screen. So she went through quite the learning experience with that, which I also think is really cool that she was just willing to dive in and try whatever they were like, all right, we're going to try this. And she just learned it and worked with it and tried it. And that's super cool to me. So she has become one of my new favorite actors just based on the fact that she is seems like a nice, decent person and also is willing to try things in her career, which is super cool. Oh, absolutely. At this point, Millie and Guy spend a night together, and they get to talking, and they get to eating bubblegum ice cream, which is both their favorites. They swing on a swing set for a little bit and talk and get to know one each other, uh, get to know one another, and they share a kiss. And that scene I thought was great because Ryan Reynolds is like, oh my god, this this is the world, this is great. And meanwhile, Millie is looking at a screen going, uh, oops. (laughs) This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because of how genuine everything Ryan Reynolds is saying and doing is to him. And like, in the video game part of the scene, Molotov Girl really is kind of going along with it for the most part. She like doesn't want to ruin this guy's day being like, what, what, what? But... She's also, like, not against any of it happening because she... So she thinks that Guy is a real person in the outside world. 
And I genuinely think she has feelings for the guy that she think exists. Mm-hmm. So she is like, this guy is a good guy. I really kind of like him. I would love to meet him in real life. But for right now, this is what we have. And when, when guy is like, can I kiss you? And she's like, there, do you know how to do that? And he's like, yeah. And he does. And she just watches this happen on her monitor. And she's just like, what? It's, it was just so funny to me. I thought it was hilarious just watching that happen. Maybe maybe into it, maybe watching it going, uh-oh. Like, this is weird. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily think uh-oh at all because I think she's just like, oh, this guy's awesome. I just want to meet him. But then she pretty much right after that logs off the game and Keys is at the door. And she's like, Keys, what are you doing here? And Keys is like, this guy, guy, blue shirt guy in the video game is just in the video game. It's an NPC that is like gone rogue. And so for context of how that happens earlier in the movie, they talk about the video game that the two of them tried to make and succeeded in making, but then could not get funding for it to actually be produced for people to play. And the video game is a video game where you really don't play as a character. It's more just a viewing video game where you watch these characters do whatever they want and become their own entities almost, kind of like AI. Basically, it's like The Sims, but like where we're on like Sims 4 or Sims 5 right now, it's like Sim 352. It's like Sims, but where they can actually, you know, function. With that context in mind of their video game being a thing, Keys comes over and is like, this is our game. This is the coding in our game that we made because guy blue shirt guy your guy who he doesn't realize is her guy at the time is real he is alive he is growing he is learning he is not an actual person in the real world and millie's just like what you're telling me i kissed a video game character and i think it's so funny and while all of this is happening antoine and tsunami games are planning to make a free city too But in the process of creating Free City 2, they are planning to destroy Free City 1 and everything that is in it. So they aren't trying to, like, add an update to it and keep that world. They're going to destroy that world, completely shut it down, make sure it doesn't exist anymore. And so now that they know that they have created artificial intelligence that has actual, like, electronic, quote-unquote, brainwaves, they're like, we have to stop him from destroying this world. And talk about, like, a weird, like, lie. It's not, hey, we've created AI, like the world's first AI that works. It's, hey, we've created the world's first AI in this video game, and we want it to exist in this video game. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of a weird line to draw, you know, and everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, artificial intelligence, hooray, but also stay in your game. Yeah. You know, and, and there's so many different movies that kind of have this premise of, like, Tron or, or other character in a video game movies where the goal is get this video game character out into the real world and i'm Mm -hmm. really glad that this movie didn't go that direction yeah it would have felt like all the rest yeah no i agree with that i think the choice they made of not doing that was a really good choice and because they didn't try and do that i think that's why i did like feel for guy because what happens next in the movie is millie is like we have to stop it but We also need to have Guy help us stop it from inside the game because we need to get this information to make this lawsuit happen, essentially, is what happens. And 
in that process, they have to tell Guy that his world isn't real, that he is just a video game character, that all of the things that he thinks are real aren't real. And like essentially break his heart, saying, I'm not part of this world either. I know you like me, but I am from a different world. So it's not going to work out, essentially. And Guy doesn't handle that well at first. Nope. But what he does do is he goes and he finds Buddy, who he kind of abandoned for two-thirds of this movie, his best friend, because his best friend was not willing to put on the glasses and see the world through a player's eyes, which I kind of get if that's not in your coding because you're a video game character. So he goes and he talks to Buddy and he's like, Buddy, what do I do? What would you do if you found out you weren't real? And some of these lines are actually like kind of profound in like a way that like isn't super serious but like it makes you think about it too at the same time so he's like i mean the the line about how even if nothing's real this conversation and this moment is yeah yeah that's what i mean i'm like there's that's what i mean like there's just a couple lines that like really make you think it like puts things in perspective like that like i think that's a really cool line i mean fighting the whole idea of like oh you know nothing i do matters and then hearing that you know, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody right now is facing that, you know, or at least everybody yeah. I know of is, is facing that dread and depression that we've been hit by due to the last two years of, you know, oh, great. What does my opinion on this mean? What does me wanting to do these right things have to do with changing how things are? And yeah. lines like that, they're important to definitely think about and take into account. Yeah, definitely. So... But he kind of cheers Guy up a little bit. He's like, all right, you know what? You're right. I need to help the person I care about. And so he goes with Buddy, because Buddy knows all the other security guards. He goes to the stash house where this clip is still being held, because they don't succeed in getting it the first two times. So they go this time, and they just go inside, because Buddy's like, hey, security guard friend, can we come in? And I guess the security guard's like, Yeah, sure. So they go in, but then this is the stash house of Channing Tatum's character. And Channing Tatum plays the character Revengeman Buttons inside of Free City. And Revengeman Buttons is one of, like, the top players in this game. At least that's what they make it seem like. So he's got a lot of followers, and he's a huge, huge fan of Guy. He's like, you're Blue Shirt Guy. Huh? Beyond a fan. Yeah, a fan? definitely. Fan. 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 Beyond a fan. Yeah, he's definitely beyond a fan. Um, He's got yeah. some, some wants <laughs> of Guy in this scene. But he's willing to give the clip to Guy, no problem. Then they leave. They have the clip. And so they go and Guy tries to find Millie. He goes to Millie's stash house and is like, Millie, wake up. Because Millie's not playing the game. So her her character is just frozen and he's just standing right in front of Millie but then Millie suddenly wakes up and scares Guy because it's kind of spooky but I think it's really funny video game yep and the only place that they can go to access the clip is the player lounge the multiplayer lounge so they get there they look at the clip and they're like that's the game that's our game Millie says that because that's it's a clip of seeing off in the distance out in the ocean part of Free City where the players can't get to this island that is the game that her and keys created and she's like okay we just need to use this in order to win this lawsuit and as this is happening 
at Tsunami Games, Antoine is like, we need to stop Blue Shirt Guy. We need to shut it down because he is making our players stop playing the game how it's supposed to be played because they all want to be like him and not hurt anyone anymore. So let's just reboot the system. And it's not necessarily because people aren't playing the game right that he wants to reboot the system. It's because, one, at this point he kind of has an idea that Millie's going after their version of the game, which he knows he stole. But two, because it's driving down pre-sales on Free City 2. Yes. So it all comes down to money. And Taika Waititi does a perfect job at playing an egotistical, money-greedy CEO. Especially a modern-day video game CEO. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about Taika Waititi in this movie, because he has so much directing experience, he was really worried about coming off as, like, a director who was acting in a movie. So he, like, before filming even started, he confronted Sean Levy about it and was like, hey, I'm going to just be an actor and not anything else. And I think that that's so cool because in an interview he was saying, it's so common that if a director is acting in a movie, they like want to put their input into the movie. But he kind of liked the freedom of not having to do that. And he could just be an actor and try things. And Taika Waititi loves improv and loves trying things just to see how it works. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'll always read the lines how they're written first, but then if we have extra time, I'll be like, hey, can we go back and can I try some things? And that works so well with the kind of person that Sean Levy is because he is so willing to just let things happen and try things and see what works and what doesn't. And seeing some of those moments, they're just like part of the bonus features on the DVD or whatever, but just getting to see some of those moments was really cool, seeing them just kind of work on things and workshop different parts of the movie and seeing what stayed in the movie and what didn't and getting to see Taika Waititi in an actor role versus a director role was just really cool and I think he does a really good job that's my tangent about Taika Waititi because I think he's so cool yeah no that's awesome I, I didn't know that that's that's really great yeah but anyway he is trying to shut down Guy not from only existing trying anymore. to but he he does a full-on factory reset on the whole game and we see that play out across the world screens in the different news broadcasts and people playing the game in giant LAN parties. What, what, I don't know if that was an internet cafe or if, or if that was just a warehouse filled with rows <laughs> and rows of computers and video games, but wow. I don't know, but it looks like my kind of place, depending on the day. I'm like, that looks like so much fun. Yeah, so this factory reset happens. They shut down the server and reboot it. And when they reboot it, all of the stats that Guy has and all of the memories he has are gone. And he's back to just his normal Guy self. He wakes up, he says, good morning, Goldie. And then he goes about his normal day, eats his breakfast the way he always does, puts on his tie, goes to work. But on his way to work, he and Buddy get confronted by Molotov Girl, played by Millie. And Millie's like, Guy, you need to remember. You need to stop what you're doing. You need to help me. And Guy's like, sorry, lady, I don't know you. I feel really bad about it, but I don't. And she kind of just drags him away, essentially. He's like, no, you're coming with me right now. No, sorry, that's not what happens. She lets him go. No, he goes I, to work. While this is happening, Keys is kind of like, hey, by the way, he has his memories. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're all so, still in there. You're right. That is what and happened. When, so she's walking down the street. She gets this phone call like, nope, I tried. It didn't work. Don't know what we're going to do. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's an AI. It's, just, it's still there. It's just kind of held off in this closed loop. You need to recreate what broke the loop at the first time. Mm -hmm. And then rather than try and recreate that perfect day and spend the time which they don't have, she's like, nope, 
screw this, here's a pair of glasses, and I'm gonna kiss you, and then resets his whole memory. The, the Everything that happened in the movie comes back, and it's kind of like, wow, that was a lot simpler than I thought it was gonna be. That was fast. It was, but I also think that because it is AI... Yeah, I'm, glad it wasn't, I'm glad it wasn't, like, drawn out. Yeah. Like, no, this I think kind it, of movie, that could have got real boring real quick. Yeah, I think it definitely works how quickly they did that, because that's not the exciting part of the movie in any way, shape, or form. So it kind of worked out that that was what happened. And then, since he has that back, Millie's like, how can we save the world, essentially? And he's like, oh, I've seen that island before. And she's like, take me to where you've seen it. And in the very beginning of the movie... One of Guy's daily routines is just to flick his blinds on his window to the outside, back and forth, just in general. And when you when he puts them at just the right angle, you see a reflection of the island of the original video game. So what Antoine did was he did not completely erase the island from the game. He like scrubbed it, but he did not get rid of the thing, the island in the reflections of things. So they're like, oh, we know where the island is. We need to get to it. We need to get to the beach. And they basically boycott the entire game. All the NPCs in the game. Yeah, they stage a walkout. Yeah, they stage a coup against the players of the game (laughs) by going to the one place where no players go, which is the little area where the bubblegum ice cream is and the swings are. They go over to that little no mission area and they have this little powwow and... Guy and Millie are both like, listen, you guys could do whatever you want. You don't need to just live your boring everyday life. What do you want to do with your life? And they all are kind of like, yeah, we're going to be ourselves and grow and learn things. And it's really, really funny to me because it's a video game and they're non-player characters. And it's just so stupid, but in the funniest way. But it's also like a powerful moment being like, let's all stand together to save the world. So they form this walkout. Antoine and Keys and Mouser are all like, where the heck are all the characters? Where are all the NPCs? We can't do anything in this game because the NPCs are gone. And that's kind of when Keys brings up the fact that like, he's like, hey, Antoine, you stole our game. You totally stole our game. And Antoine's like, listen, you're fired. You can't prove it. There's no way you can prove it. Sorry, you lose, but get out. And so Guy and Millie try to get to the beach, but we can't cross the beach as players. How do we fix that? And Keys is like, I'll just build a bridge. And so Keys builds this bridge. They try to get to the beach. Mouser and Antoine are trying everything they can to stop them from getting there at this point to kind of limit the damage of what's happened so far. And as once they get to the beach, we meet this character that is based off of Guy And Antoine really wanted this character to be created for Free City 2 because of all the hype that guy got. But this guy is bigger. He's he's not ready yet. No, he's not quite ready. (laughs) But this guy is bigger, buffer, more good-looking, supposedly, and cooler than Guy is. So his name is Dude, because Dude is his much cooler name. And he's like, all right, send in Dude. We need him to stop it. And the art seems like he's not ready. If you were to have a group of, like... 40 and 50 year old guys sitting around a table trying to figure out what makes Guy so popular and make him part of the next game without having any idea of what's going on in pop culture or the world. Dude is basically what they'd come up with. Yeah. Yeah, he is. 
And I love Dude. I think he's <laughs> highlight of this movie. I think the fight between him and Guy, which is what we're about to talk about, is one of the funniest things. Because Dude just decimates everything. He just destroys everything in his path. No issue. But he's got the face of Ryan Reynolds yet, even though he's this giant, like, bodybuilder, essentially. But Dude's not really very smart, because they didn't get around to that. He does not know how yeah, to he, speak. He's not even fully written. Yeah. No, he's not. And some of the lines that he says are so funny because they're written like those lines weren't written yet. So I just think it's the funniest thing. And he and Guy fight, which is a really cool fight. And there's a lot of... You know, it, Go ahead. It, it kind of confused me a little bit how this fight starts going in that it doesn't seem like Guy's fighting back all that much. And then Guy puts on the glasses. And we get some... I don't know if I would go as far as putting, like, Ready Player One level crossover. But basically, ready, like, just a little bit of Ready Player One sprinkled into this movie. Oh, the coolest freaking stuff, dude. Some of the things that Guy pulls out of his arsenal in this moment include... We have the gravity gun from Half-Life 2. So if you played Half-Life 2, you know what that is, which I think is a really cool ode. We have the portal gun. We have... Yeah, that's Captain... one of my favorite games of all time, so I was very happy to see that. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. We have yeah. Captain America's shield from the MCU. And with that, we also have the small, small cameo of Chris Evans. Which I think out of everything that happened in this movie, that was the biggest shock to me is seeing him in this movie. Because as soon yeah. as Captain America's shield popped out, I was like, that's weird. And then that happened, and it was just... It was, it was quite the shock. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And the shield is followed by the Hulk's fist. And I think the coolest thing that gets pulled out in this entire fight, though, has to be the lightsaber. Yes. I was shocked by the lightsaber, and it was so cool to me. I was like, what? And Guy in the movie is just like, oh, yeah, it's a lightsaber. And it's so cool. So one of the reasons that they did all of these different odes that are mainly... Disney owes is because this movie is through 20th Century Studios, which was bought by Disney. So during the process of this movie being filmed, it was bought by Disney. It wasn't bought by Disney originally when they started it, but in the process, it was bought by Disney. So they were able to okay. throw in Marvel and Star Wars things because of because of that. I was I was going to ask about that. They did yeah. ask permission first, and they were granted that those permissions to do that which I think just brings this movie to like an even more fun level because they were able to just include that stuff. Well, I, I was going to ask about that earlier because as fun as those things were to see in the second half of, or last, I guess, quarter, last eighth of the movie, it would have been fun to have seen like a Quinjet fighting off like a TIE fighter, you know, like in the background or something. I agree. Um, and, I, and I was curious as to like why that didn't happen. Yeah. But now hearing that the acquisition happened during filmmaking that makes total sense and I, i'm i'm happy with the end result and i think mm -hmm. even if it had happened before they probably would have waited just because the shock of it here like in this final fight is like oh no it played out way better by having it show up in that last little bit of the movie than having it play through the whole movie but it kind of surprised me that it wasn't in earlier bits of the movie but now hearing that it was part way through making this movie that they had the acquisition by disney yeah that makes total sense Okay, yeah. Also, by Key's streaming this whole thing through a backdoor key code something or other magic hacking and having everybody watch Guy fight Dude and watch him try and run to the edge of this bridge and, and find this island, in the real world, 
if a video game did this, like shut down all of its servers and forced people to watch a movie rendered in the game to announce another game, that would be like the ultimate marketing trick. Yeah, it would. That's true. I mean, it didn't end up working for Free City 2 because that movie or that game just wasn't ready. And it's kind of commentary on like modern video game companies deciding to under deliver. Yep. So, yeah. And I mean, I don't play a whole lot of video games, but I play enough to know that that's common that it happens. Yeah, definitely. So Guy ends up essentially winning the fight against Dude. And in the process, Antoine goes down to the server room picks up an axe, starts hacking away at different servers because that's the only way that he can stop Guy at this point <laughs> is to just destroy him before he gets there, before any and, and knowledge Mouse, of it happens. And, and Mouse is there, and he's like, what are you going to do with that axe? And he starts swinging out the street. He's like, hey, dude, stop. Yeah, I'm like, you led <laughs> him down there, dude. This is your fault. What did you think was going to happen? But not, not only that, but like in, in, a, in a movie like this, you'd expect him to like tackle him or something or have a fight with the ass. Mm -hmm. Nope. He's just like, hey, dude, stop. And Antoine's like, all right, you're fired. He's yep. like, oh, darn, you got me. And he walks away. Yeah, goes, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Mouse. Yeah, I know. That happens. We eventually see Guy. He succeeds. He gets to this island with this other video game code and everything in it, which is really cool. And they're like, hey, he did it. Now Antoine can't do anything about it because the whole world has seen this other island that Antoine did not make himself. So Antoine loses. And Millie gets to the server room in that moment. And Antoine's like, listen, you win, but I can still destroy everything you care about in terms of guy and the world that has already been created she's like i'll drop everything just let it live because this is the first legitimate artificial intelligence that's, that's ever been created yeah this is when they finally start to like care about the like ai rights and, and all that stuff in this movie i mean yeah. good time to do it but like huh yeah but i think it's interesting and he's like all right fine because all antoine cares about is money that is all he cares about he cares about numbers and money so he's like all right fine I'll get all the money for Free City 2. I don't need any of that or anything like that. You can keep your stupid game that no one's going to want to watch, which he ends up being very wrong about, but... Yeah, I don't think he's ever played The Sims. No, no, he's not. So that happens, and then we have our little epilogue at the end where Free City and their original video game have kind of merged to become one game, and it really is just this fishbowl game for people where they can just go and they can watch these characters grow and evolve. Which, if you think about it, if this movie was done in a different genre, it would be like a really good Black Mirror episode. Yeah, that's actually true. It really would like, be. It would be really, like, hauntingly scary and, like, filled with social commentary. But nope, it's a lighthearted Ryan Reynolds action comedy. And I love which it. Which is... Oh, it's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Millie goes in and is like, hey, guy, we need to talk, but this is hard for me. And Guy's like, no, I'll do it. Essentially, he's like, we're done because I'm a video game character. You're a real person. You have a real world and real people that you need to care about. I understand. And so that happens. And then... And he's also like, hey, by the way, I'm just code. People write code. A person write, wrote this code. A person cares about you. Mm -hmm. Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> and she just does not get it. She is so dense no. when it comes to feelings. And Keys is like, "Hey, would you do you want to go get coffee with me?" And she's like, "No, I'm going to I'm going to stay here for right now." And Keys goes and then she ends up getting out of the game and watching the rest of this video that Keys made to kind of explain that this AI is AI 
earlier in the movie because she never finished watching the video. So she watches the rest of the video and he's like, I based it all on you because you're the person I care about. And she's like, what? And she pieces it together. <laughs> so she sprints out of the room. Mouse is like, yes, finally. And she meets him in the middle of a street because that's the safest place to kiss someone because they yep. run to the center of the street and they kiss and they embrace and it's happily ever after and that's essentially the movie yeah oh then we get the same thing played out with uh buddy and uh guy yes his buddy's buddy is killed off trying to run along the bridge to get to the island no buddy Disab- buddy is infinity snapped away he disintegrates yeah, to dust yep to which then He's on the island talking to Guy, and he's like, yeah, so I was dust for a little bit, and then I kind of came back into being. And he's like, oh, fantastic. Dude is there. He's stupid, I don't but think we, pleasant. Oh, we, we, we didn't touch on that. The ending of the fight between Guy and Dude, rather than kill Dude or finish him off in a fight, like punch him out or knock him out or something, Guy decides to give him sentience, too. Yep. And open up his world. And I thought that that was a really, like, nice way to end a movie where the main guy is a pacifist. It's not, hey, I'm going to be a fighter now. It's, no, I'm still a pacifist. Here's the peaceful ending. Yep. And I think it's such a sweet way to end the movie. Because, like, everyone overall is happy. Guy's got his friend. Keys and Millie are happy. Uh, The the last note that I wrote when I was watching this movie was, uh, cheesy ending is good and cheesy. Yes. Because it, it. It, it ends like a Disney uh, Disney Channel original movie. Not in effects, not in budget, but in overall just cheesy, corny goodness. I love it. I do. So that sums up Free Guy. There's a ton more I could talk about after watching all of the like extra content. You know what, John? Uh, let's give me uh, one trivia fact. What's a trivia fact? Okay, fun trivia fact. The way that they got the lighting on dude's face because how dude worked was they hired an actual bodybuilder to act as dude and instead of doing like face screening how they had done it in the past to put ryan reynolds face on him they actually recorded ryan reynolds face and put it over top of the bodybuilder actor's face but the process of doing that was so elaborate and it's really cool because what they had to do was months after filming the fight scene at the beach between guy and dude is ryan reynolds had to come into another studio where they had this like room that had a panel that surrounds him and it's all these different lights and basically they used it and he had to track the movements of the bodybuilder to move his head around based on where specific lights were set up to act like the lighting of the sun that way the lighting was accurate to how it was when they originally filmed it which is so elaborate but so cool because it's just of ryan reynolds face they're only filming his face to get facial expressions but they need the lighting to be correct on it otherwise it looks weird and wrong so they had to go about doing that to make sure that sun angles were right or like if he was in the shade or whatever was right And the process of doing that is so cool to see. So I would recommend going and watching that. If for anyone listening, if you have not, I would recommend going and watching that because they do a much better job of explaining it than I do. But it's just really cool to me where technology is at with that. So that's a that's a fun little tangent. That's awesome. Well, John, it, it sounds like you really enjoyed this movie. What rating would you give it? Listen, man, 
This movie is fun. It's got action. It's got some romance. It's got some sad parts. It's got silly parts. It's got video games. What's there not to love? This, honestly, I would probably say this is one of my new favorite movies. Again, I love Ryan Reynolds. Wow. I love all the cameos okay. that are in it. I just think it's so fun. I would give this a five because I would watch this any day of the week. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I would rate it that high, but I did have fun. I did enjoy the movie. I think I would put this... I don't know. I was going back and forth in between if I wanted to make it a 3.5, but I think I'm going to bump it up to a 4 because I did enjoy the movie. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I figured that you wouldn't like it nearly as much as I did just because I know how your brain works with movies compared to mine. Not that I didn't enjoy it, though. No, I did that's, have fun. Yeah, that's not what I mean. I just mean I knew that it wouldn't be at the level of enjoying it to where it was for me. So... That's cool. I appreciate the four. I think that's a great rating for it as well. But yeah, no, I would watch yeah. this anytime. I just think it's fun. I feel um, like this movie would be a ton of fun uh, to watch, like in a, in a like a party setting, or like if if you know you're on an airplane, and you're flying somewhere, you need to eat up the time. Definitely a good thing to do that. Yeah, definitely. For context, though, another one of my absolute favorite movies is Get Smart starring Steve Carell. <laughs> so I'm not really one to make the best judgments on what the best movies are. I just know that I enjoy them. And that's what these ratings are about. It's for us. It's not that you have to think the same way about it. Oh, yeah. No, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about like Citizen Kane or, or you know, rating movies like that as like perfect fives. No, this is, did this we is, enjoy the movie? This is our opinion. Did we like the movie? And what we yeah. like about it. So take it or leave it. That's and up to knows? you. We can't, we can and and you know what? If uh, if you don't like it, we'll change up the whole rating system and come up with a completely new thing, just for you. Yeah, but that was free guy. So <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed that. If you did, please go and rate us five stars on wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever other podcasting streaming services there are out there. Yeah, and if you did not enjoy what you heard today, too bad. Go rate us five stars, and there's new episodes of Other Brothers Podcast every Tuesday. And if you have any suggestions for what we should review next, you can let us know on Twitter at Other Bros Pod. And more importantly than that, even tell your friends about us if you liked what you heard. We're always looking for more viewers. This podcast is still relatively new, and we would love the outreach so let anyone know that you think might want to just hear two best friends talk about stuff (laughs) i've been colin (laughs) i've been john and thank you for listening to another episode of the other brothers podcast and we'll see you next week see you guys